0: Hello, 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 and welcome to a special episode of More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. On our show, I am joined by my dear friend, Paula Edgar, attorney and founder of PGE Consulting Group. They are an organizational strategy firm that provides professional development through the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And both of us, it turns out, are geeks about goals. So I am so delighted that she joined me to talk about the power of having a goal-setting process. And if you know me, you won't be surprised by where we started our conversation, especially since I believe we have a relationship with almost everything in our lives and in our businesses. So naturally, that's where we begin talking about our relationship to goals, to goal setting, to the power of cultivating a process. And one of the many things I hope you will take away from our behind the scenes conversation is just how personal goals, goal setting and the process you cultivate to achieve them is even if you are operating from the very same or a similar framework. And as I said in episode 114, goals are about so much more than the outcome you're aiming for. That's why I hope you'll peep the power that can come from being in fellowship with a trusted friend as you each talk about your goals and how this is possible to do even if you don't dive into the specific details of your goals. So without further ado... Let's get into the conversation that I had the awesome pleasure of having with Paula Edgar. To kick off 2022, I've been talking about goals using each episode to make a case for why goals are greater than resolutions, why it's important to identify the financial needs of all of your goals, financial and non-financial. Today, I am joined by a dear friend, Paula Edgar, to talk about the power of having a goal-setting process. So, Paula, welcome, and thank you so much for being here and having this
1: conversation with me. Thanks for asking me. You, hit me, you let me hit one goal already, so this <laughs> I love that i love how that
0: uh you know magically serendipitously happened and i think that's one of the powers of writing down your goals right and being um thoughtful about them is sometimes it does indeed create the space for those magical
1: surprise surprises to unfold absolutely so i i call everybody in with goal setting but it really is intention setting
0: yeah Yeah, totally. I am with you there. And as you know, from various conversations that we have had, I am of the belief that we have a relationship with almost everything. And uh, I think that that includes our relationship with goals, with goal setting, with cultivating a process for them. And as I was thinking about preparing for our time together, I was thinking about and I can only say this in the, with the benefit of hindsight, but I was thinking about when I first realized that I was a goal setter, but before mm-hmm. I share that, can you describe for us, like when you first
1: became aware that you were a goal setter? Oh, what a fabulous question. And the great part about it is I know exactly when. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, um, and I went to boarding school. Um, for high school in Massachusetts and so I was like one of 20 um, students of color um, and again from the inner city and a lot of people were from you know all of the places that were not the inner city and so um, the first year that we were there there was something uh, at, at school called freshman declamations which is where you're going to speak and you can win a prize and I, I remember saying I'm going to win that I'm going to that's going to be something that I'm going to get and um, it's the first memory I have of actually saying, this is what I want and then going to get it and it happening. And it is so clear as day because as soon as I voiced it to myself and then to others, the world started to kind of work towards me getting that. And so yeah. very powerful. And given that I'm a speaker now, also <laughs> realizing that it was intention, a long-term intention that I didn't even realize at that point. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's, it's so funny that we can both speak to a, that moment being in, in high school, because for me, it was when I realized that I could graduate early. And I was like, ooh, then I'm graduating early. <laughs>
1: well, you graduated early from high school? I did.
0: I skipped the 11th grade. I went straight from 10th to the 12th grade. Wow. <laughs> and And once I was aware of you know, okay, that's the outcome that I am going for. And then it was a matter of figuring out, well, what is it going to take to make it happen? And then it was doing the work. And I graduated high school a year early at 16 and went to college. That is and wild. <laughs> it, and it is wild. And back then I didn't realize that that's, I didn't realize that I was, whether you want to call it goal setting. Sometimes I like to use the word goal mapping. I know you like to use the word intention setting, you know, I clearly didn't have any of those words back then. <laughs> but I realized that I was cultivating the, the essence of all of those different pieces. And I, when I think back of, you know, clearly the time span between then and now, the area that has evolved the most for me has been the process. <laughs> I think it's gotten a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit more um, multi-tiered. And so today, you know, that looks a little bit like being much more intentional about doing an annual review about looking ahead. And it was during one of our recent conversations that, you know, I was talking about that and you were sharing with me a bit about yours and, 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 you mentioned the year compass. And I was just like, well, what is that? <laughs> and then, oh my God, you shared the link and I went and I looked and I was like blown away. And I cannot tell you how much I love, love, loved it, and have been you know, recommending it to my own accountability group and to other folks. Before we start to talk about it though, how
1: did you discover the year compass and what do you love about it? So I was trying to remember if someone had referred to me and I was like, no, I think I just ran upon it in Google. Mm. Um, And uh, again, serendipity and the way the world works is that I have always had a year end, year beginning process for myself, but never with any real structure. Um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I, I want to see what I did and I want to figure it out. But, it, but the lack of structure for me was, um, untenable. I had, I had to have something that really track it and to, and to drive me through it. <clears throat> um, and the thing that I love about it as a tool, number one, it is free, although you can become a supporter, but it is that it is intentionally saying, this is what you should do. You're going to take this time with this few hours and you're going to sit down and you're going to get yourself into my and You're going to become mindful and aware and then delve into this. And I think that they've put so much thought into the how you go backwards and then how you plan forward um, that it really feels like they have, without knowing each of us, they've, they've been trying to take care of us as a community by, by having this as a resource. And I love that about it. Um, and it just, it helps me to get on track and to also figure out, um, where I was, um, a year ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because, um, I loved, I loved, I don't, I do have some favorite questions, but I loved all of the questions and, you know, some of them were already a part of my, if you want to call it ask and reflect process. Um, so some of them, I was like, oh, I already answered this, (laughs) but others of it was, it made me pause um, and I would love for us to actually go through what some of those are, but before we get there for people who don't know it, how would you describe it?
1: Um, I would describe it as a mapping process um, done with, you know either you can do it online um, in a fill-in PDF or you can print it out. I print mine out every single year. I have to have paper in my hand um, that drives you through a process of questions. It's kind of like a a virtual coach to say, how did you do last year? And really, not just questions like, you know, did you do good? Did you do bad? But, but what were the highlights? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we're going to get into this, one of my favorite parts of this is the reviewing of your calendar for the last year. <clears throat> totally loved that. Yeah, like that's probably my favorite part about it because it really does. There's an emotional connection to it. As I, my calendar is my, that's my diary. Like I know exactly where I was, what I was doing. It, you know, it's my accountability tool. Mm-hmm. So when I go to look at, you know, basically the first question for everybody was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you go back and you review and look for highlights, significant pieces, things that have happened that, um, that you want to remember and you write them down. And for me, the writing them down is also very cathartic because yes. it's, all, it's on my calendar, which is an electronic calendar. But the saying like, this is what happened then, you know, I, I probably took, and it's, I've been doing this segmentedly this year probably took about an hour for that. Yeah. And and it was joyful times where I was telling my husband, like, oh my gosh, remember this? And then it was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) times. And that's how it was. And I think, you know, being present to it. Yes. It does help you to reflect back in a, a, a more strategic way than starting the questions without doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I so agree with you. I loved being able to go back and look month to month and think about what, what were the best moments and what was happening during that month, and to actually be reminded of things that it's not that I forgot about them, but I think, I think we share this in common, so if I'm jumping the gun and over was that you know, going over my skis,, if you will, if you, will you can tell me but I think that we are type A and very goal oriented and you can reach that goal and be like, okay, yay, move on. And that year review and going month by month was really an opportunity to like pause and celebrate those highs. And then even with the lows, celebrate how you may have gotten through those moments.
1: Um, You're preaching a word right now. (laughs) That was the hardest piece. I, I, was in, you know, you, you, the way that imposter syndrome kind of works sometimes is you're like, I didn't do as well as I thought I was going to do, but then you have the facts. Like mm-hmm. this is actually taking you back through the what happened versus the how you might be feeling about it. Yeah. It's not exactly always aligned in terms of the truth of the things. And so, um, I was able to just doing that first couple of questions be like, Oh yeah, it, it was, it was a tough year for sure, right. but it was also a really successful year. Yes. And I at myself on the back, um, as opposed to, you know, beating myself up because, um, I took this time to reflect. And yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Thank you. Okay. So how, so two things, one, um, are you game for sharing your word or phrase of the year? And, um, if yes, how did you go about
1: coming up with it? This is the best question for those of you who can't see me i have this huge smile on my face because i love this <laughs> um, so uh one of the ways that i have put accountability and and also my skill set as a coach together and i want to bring community is that annually i do a, a free goal setting session and so either on new year's day or somewhere around that i bring anybody who wants to come together to talk about essentially like a, a truncated version of this right mm-hmm. nothing nothing as deep as this but Really, what have you done? What are you gonna do? Let's set some intentions collaboratively because it can just help us to get the momentum. Um, And so I, for the first time I realized this, I did my vision board before that session. Usually I have started it, but not finished it. Um, And I I really took some time to think about words. I, you know, the time between, I guess like mid December and, and the end of the year, I was really thinking about it. The word that kept coming to mind was, was intent, intentional impact. Those are words that for me are part of my every single day. Um, but I knew those weren't the words. And so I was like, what word is it? What word is it? And then I came up with it and it is engage. Mm. What I love about, first of all, I love, I'm a, I'm a verb oriented word of word of the year person. It has uh-huh. to be. Um, what I love about the word is that it's applicable to everything. Yeah. So you can engage with yourself. You can yeah. engage with your spouse. You can engage with your clients, right? And so it is, there's, if your intent is to engage, you have already won, right? Right, like, like, right. So.
0: right, right. Yeah. yeah. What's totally. your? Mine is Brave Leap. Love
1: that. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, we're and leaping and and bound in this year. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And it was so funny because um, I tend to, I think this is something else that we share in common is pen and paper. Like I think best when I write things down. And so I was mind mapping, you know, what is my 2022 word or phrase of the year? And I was just, you know, writing other kinds of words down. So I had and I have it in front of me. I ha- I had grace, I had peace, I had glow, I had amplify elevate magical bliss. And I literally was like going to the the dictionary. I mean, I know the definitions, but I was going to the dictionary to make sure that I was really cool with all of the different aspects of the definition. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) And then as we've been, you know, referencing several times, serendipity happened and I was on Twitter scrolling through And unrelated to word or phrase of the year, someone had in a tweet, brave leaps. And I was like, that is what I want my word to be this year. And sitting with, you know, at the end of the day, asking myself, what did I do today that would reflect a brave leap? Like, where did I get out of my comfort zone? Because some of the goals that I have are going to require that I get out of my comfort zone and do things that I really, really don't want to do. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, having in the back of my mind, this is a brave leap is going to really help me like kind of push through that discomfort. And as long as it's safe, do it anyway. Certainly
1: it, those it's a catalyst phrase, which I, you know, to, to a point, about your word has to move you to action. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and whether, if your word is soft, that's fine. That when I go forward, I'm going to go forth softly. Like it, you have to be able to, to transition into what your action is going to be. Um, and and I, I love that for you. And I also love another best practice is to challenge yourself. What did I do to amplify the word, to embody the word, to act on the, on the thing um, is also something that, I do, although I don't necessarily do it out loud, but I kind of center myself at the end of the day. And, and my, my answer is always yes. This is what I love about this. It's, it's always affirmed, yes. right? This word is always affirmed if I'm living in aligned with my values, right? right? And so I engage, I'm engaging today, done, yep. right? <laughs> We're here. Yep. And even with myself, I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm working out, that's engaging in who I want to be, how I want to be as well and being by myself.
0: Exactly. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Awesome. So that's one of the things when people do the year compass that they will be invited to do. One of the other questions that's on here, and I really loved this, is this year, I will say yes, when?
1: <laughs> Ooh, <watch out. laughs> mm. When it serves me. Mm.
0: I love um, that. Because especially as women, especially as Black women, it is so often the messaging of put yourself last and to just so, you know, without any, like, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Unabashedly say, does this serve
1: me? I think it's so freaking powerful. It is my, it's the Instagram filter on my life right now.
0: Oh my God. I <laughs> really? love that. I love that. Mine was, um, is it in alignment with my goals and does it light me up?
1: Oh, does it light me up? Oh yeah. So that's like a two tier. That's yeah. a two tier. That's, ooh. oh, I yeah. love that.
0: Yeah. Cause it could, it could be in alignment with my goal, but not light me up.
1: Yeah. That's- right. <laughs> Everybody listening, that's like game-changing stuff because it really is making you um, be accountable to yourself. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And and much the same way as yours in terms of, does it serve me? Totally love that. Yeah. Totally love that. Okay. The other one was, I will do three things every morning. Mine were meditate and journal, exercise, and- (laughs) I've already failed at this one, but I will put it out there anyway. Um, spend 15 minutes on email, which is my Achilles heel because I am nowhere near inbox zero. If someone were to look at my phone and look at the number of emails that's above my Gmail, they would probably faint because I will just tell you it's darn near 250,000. I don't even pay attention to the number
1: because it's just- They shouldn't be looking at your phone anyways.
0: <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> damn business exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> this is my phone my business <laughs> but um, it is
0: like overwhelming to me no, I um, hear you. <laughs>
1: what are your three so my three is is exercise and um but we've talked about before last year Part of my 2021, like there, the disappointment was that I was, I became ill for part of the year and I wasn't able to exercise in the way that I wanted to. And I had been exercising every day except Sunday. Um, And so now I'm back to that. Um, And so my trainer has made it that I can't exercise on Thursday, but I still get up at 545 in the morning. And then I do my second thing, which is water. I drink, I drink water. Um, I'm not, a. am not a good water drinker. If you see me now, I have one ne- next to me. I'm incorporating all of the strategies in order to make myself successful here. Um, and then, um, my third thing is to either read or write something of importance. Mm. So I realized that my, the morning time for me as somebody who is, has ADHD is just better. I am more on like less scattered in the morning. And so I, that's when I read things like contracts or, or things that, or reread things that I've written that I want to put out there and, um, or write or listen to my audiobooks. It's my time for intentional learning or doing.
0: Oh, I love that. I love, love, love that. Um, okay. Here's another one. And I'm not going to mention names. If you want to, you can, but the, the third one, which I thought was really good was
1: three people who will be pillars during rough times. Um, without having to mention other names, every time I see a question similar to this, and they usually, they have tweaked it some this year, um, it's always my husband, right? He is my built-in, I always say my contractually obligated <laughs> my <laughs> person, um, and, and so my husband, his name is Todd, she's my fabulous, fabulous rock. He is like, he is, he is my built-in person for that. Um, But there are also others and, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, right? And so um, this this question hit harder than it normally does, right? Because you think the folks that you might have thought would have been on that list may not have been anymore. And the people who um, have stepped up, um, that has been a magical place as well. And so it was a a pause place and reflection. Mm -hmm. I was happy to have had it. And affirmed again, and that I have uh, connected with the love of my life for 19 years. And I'm happy about that too. So that is so beautiful. I love that.
0: And I love, I love always how you talk about him and your family and your relationship. And it's just so inspiring (laughs) Um, for me again, I'm not going to mention names, but one of the things that I did when I did write down the names was I wrote for what? So one person's name is personal and business. Another is personal and another is business. And I learned, and I can vividly vividly recall when this was a poignant lesson. I learned to be discerning in this regard. Because this was going back to like, mm, say the mid-2000s, 2005, 2006. And I was going through a particularly rough time in my business. Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation with a friend who has always worked in corporate America, never ever has had an intention of being an entrepreneur and I, was, I remember being really, really frustrated because they were not getting it. They were not getting the questions that I was noodling on. They were not getting the challenges. And at some point the light bulb went on and it was just like, you can't get frustrated because there's, that person doesn't have any frame of reference. And so you're bringing to them something that they have no freaking clue about. And, you know, sidebar, it's like having a conversation about relationship. And this is no diss to single friends, because for all intents and purposes, I'm single. But going to them and talking and having a conversation around relationship when they're not married and they haven't been married for a really long time.
1: (laughs) You're talking, this is what my therapist and I talk about a lot. Everybody can't fill your cup right it's not you can't be all things to everybody and 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 understanding I mean your question of saying for what is so key because if not you might think for whatever I need and that's not the answer the answer is I need to be right if they show up in other places great but understanding and being again discerning and very clear that that Number one, it's not necessarily what you need from the show in multiple places. Where do you need them? That's what you're pointing out. Um, and and to allow space for it to be more, that is the best piece. But but all we do is lead to disappointment when we don't actually sit to ourselves, what is it? Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, that that is such a clutch upgrade. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next question that I thought was really helpful to hone in on, and by the way, folks that are listening, thank you for. Taking this journey with us, we'll, we'll share with you the link so that you can do it yourself as well. Um, but the, the questions that we've pulled out are from different sections and different pages of of, of the year compass. And we're not doing it sequentially, just so you know. <laughs> it Literally. occurred to me that I should have probably had that caveat at the beginning, but here you go. <laughs> It out. It's, all good. it's all good um but the next question that I was really excited to answer was what was the wisest decision that you made uh so what's your answer to that
1: if you care to share I have two um one is to outsource mm-hmm. um as someone who is not just type a but triple a <laughs> 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 Who live in an ego space that says to me, I can do all things. <laughs> and if nothing, twenty twenty one said, psych. Just kidding. You cannot do all things. Right. Exactly. Um, so that was part one. But the part two was sort of lo- what led from that realization was my summer sabbatical. Um, and so I I took two months uh, off this year in order to rest um, and to heal and to think and to just be. Um, and those two things, both the outsourcing and doing the the summer sabbatical were the wisest decisions that I I had in 2021.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for me, I said getting my revocable trust created. Ah,
1: yes. Come on, strategy.
0: And um, it's really interesting because, you know, my mother passed away in August of 2014. And so for all intents and purposes, I'm an adult orphan. I don't have any other family. And so... I, it, 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 it's not that it just occurred to me this year, but I realized that I hadn't updated anything since my mother passed. And then the other thing was, I was walking around with this guilt around if something should happen, I'm going to A, be that person that my mother's going to curse out from, you know, above <laughs> because she's going to be like, I, I gave you a blueprint. I had my estate plan done, this, 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 that, and the other, and you didn't do it. <laughs> and, then the, and then the third part was I didn't want to be that financial person that people would talk about because it's like, girl, if she ain't have her stuff done.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: um, it has it's something that has been on my to do for a very, very long time. The triggers, though, were two friends, one who passed away in April, you actually uh, probably know her, unexpectedly last year, and then another one who passed away also unexpectedly in July, both of whom were younger than me. And it was just like, holy freaking crap. Like, it's not that I am Immune to this and don't know it's possible, but I think you know my mother having cancer and how that is a longer death process, if you will. Um, I don't know. It was it it was almost like you had the lead time. I don't know what affairs they had or didn't have in order, but it was it was just one of those things that was jolting to me. And I said after the the, the second person passed unexpectedly, I was like, I will not let this summer end without me reaching out to the attorney who did my mother's stuff and getting that all in order. And I needed a, I needed a cocktail after I signed those documents, but it, it, it feels good to know that if something were to happen, uh, is everything is in order.
1: It, it's, so I, I know that as, as we have conversations all the time, I realize how much we actually have aligned. Um, so anyway, we're cousins, so you do have family. Yes. Second, secondly, is, is that the authentic awakening piece of that just hit home for me because um, as you know my mother was killed in September 11. Um, and that was clearly a jolt right in mm-hmm. 20, 2001 we are now in you know 2022 um, my mother died having done her will but not signed it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even me then going to law school then doing all these things, I still procrastinated. Because it's a trauma point, right? You, yes. think, you think about your own, um, the fact that you could not be here, right? Yes. And so there's an ego piece of it, but there's also like, you know, it brings up the fact that you have other people who are no longer there. Yeah. And when I did it and I did, I brought my friends in, my squad, as my my folks who were going to, you know, sign for me, et cetera, um, it still felt like I'm not, I don't, feel. I don't feel like the comfort, I thought I was going to feel this comfort and it still felt very j- Oh my goodness. And that's just societal. I think that's just a part of a cultural societal that African Americans, people of color, et cetera, we have not had um this incorporated into us to be folks who plan because we have not had number one, a lot of stuff, right? right like, and then also, you know, this, you know, my father-in-law often says, Y'all can figure it out when I'm gone. And I'm like, no, no, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is hard so yeah. I'm proud of you for getting that done and for those who are listening know that if you have not done it yet, you should think about it now right yeah. we are in a pandemic and so much loss has happened unexpectedly expectedly drawn out all of those things that that what we can take out of this is taking care of ourselves better in that way and I think that we should so hopefully that'll be a catalyst for y'all to do that at this yeah, point.
0: totally totally and and you know I look at it as, while it was really, really difficult for me to do, even when my mother was doing it, I've really appreciated it after the fact in terms of it being an act of love, real, you know, and, and the fact that because it was done, it allowed me to grieve in an uninterrupted way, yeah. right? Because I wasn't taking care of things that should have been taken care of before. <laughs>
1: yeah. For those of you who are thinking along the lines of my father-in-law, it is additional trauma to not have this set for the folks who you love. And even if you're like, well, I don't know, I have nobody, whatever, it's still, someone is going to still have to manage the fact that you did not make these, take these steps. Um, and what you don't want is for someone to make a decision that it was not yours.
0: Yeah. And especially if it's the state. If you, and if you live well, in New York, that's what I'm talking about, right? I'm
1: trying to get it. I'm like, someone judge <laughs> downtown, bro. So, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, that's a perfect transition to
1: what are you most proud of? Uh, so, this one for me as I mentioned, when I started this, it was in the sort of end of, of last, you know, last year. It, I wasn't feeling proud. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling tired. And then I thought to myself, after all you've been through this year, I am proud of my deep, well-honed resilience. Mm. And I don't often think of it as a part of my magic, but it is. Is, mm. and, and I don't, and I want to be very careful because, you know, for women of color, for black women, particularly people expect us to take on, um, keep these weights on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned this year was a part of my resilience was being able to say, I'm done. I'm taking a break. I'm resting because I deserve to rest. And then to sort of be reborn into new Paula um, who I don't even know, I'm still figuring this out. Like who, who's this new person who's gone through this experience. And I felt like it was a, A bad thing in some ways. And I realized we're always becoming new versions of ourselves. We just don't claim it in that way. And what, what that lens gave me was, of course, you're different now because you had this experience and you're better because of it and you're super resilient. And so that's, that's what about you? What is
0: (laughs) my goodness? So mine are, um, are financial. So I'll keep the numbers private, but What I want to say is that I didn't hit my revenue goal, but I did so much better than the year before. Mm -hmm. And so I am both forgiving myself for what I didn't achieve, but then also making sure not to dismiss and discount what I did achieve. And so I feel really, really, really proud of that. And the other thing that I am proud of is I always invest in my professional development, but I took that up a notch this year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that I did that because some of the things I can somewhat see an an immediate return on investment of, and then others, I know the seed has been planted and it will will reveal itself in time. But um, I just was feeling like, I think we you you need to practice what you preach, and um, yes, even though you know I've worked with folks over time. At other times, I should say, last year I just really doubled down and made that investment and in a bigger way, so that I could be an example of practicing what I preach.
1: I mean, I don't I don't go to church like this anymore, but I feel like I'm having one of those moments. (laughs) Where is the offering plate? Because because you're absolutely right. I mean, you, know, you and I have had the conversations about this before. I am evangelical about how I feel about professional development. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that no matter what you do, you can learn more about it. You can get better at it. <clears throat> you can you know, engage your hustle, which is my tagline. Mm-hmm. There's always some other level that you can get to. But, but folks often, like, think that I can tell other people, right, the practice of what you preach about, but turning on yourself is always your best investment yeah. because you can rely on you. And even yeah. the times when you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm failing myself, you still have planted the seed to your point, right? Like if you don't act on it now, you can still grow that tree later on. And so, I mean, you're, you're talking my top. That is exactly it. Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And folks, you know, as I said in the intro, you know, Paula's firm focuses on professional development, but through the lens of DEI. So that wasn't a plant. (laughs) But since it came up, I just had to mention it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. Um, Another one that I liked, another one being another question was um, coming up with a summary of the last year in three words. What were
1: yours? So this is one of the ones that um, I I wasn't able to do. And so I'll just give you a little bit of background. I have tried every single year I've done this and I think I've done this now for four four or five years, this the year compass um, to just do it in one sitting. And I realized that that is not, I can't, (laughs) I I cannot. Um, and I often will use a similar exercise when asking people to talk about their brand, right? So like describe yourself in three words or phrases, um, turning this around on myself and, and, and practicing what I preach just became super overwhelming because number one, I don't feel like I can close, like this last year was so much. in, in three, in three words. But as I started, I realized I kept on coming back to pain. Mm. And and for me, I was like, I don't want, I didn't want to document that as my, as what, right. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So my, my pen is hovering over it. But as I thought about it, it, pain kept coming up and I, and it just, that was too real for me. And so as you, everybody who's listening right now know that, um, it's okay for you to segment this. And also it's okay if you decide to skip around on some of the questions. You don't have to do it in order for it to work properly. I will go back to it when I feel safer in the process. And that's just what I've chosen to do. I've done it in the past, but this year I'm not there yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, um, do you know Pima Chodron? No. She's that's... a Buddhist priestess. hmm So she wrote a book that was just so pivotal for me. It's called The Wisdom of No Escape. Mm -hmm. And it completely altered my relationship to pain. Mm -hmm. And her invitation, and, and I'm not suggesting you do this, but this is what came up for me as I was listening to you. Her invitation is to talk to the pain that is surfacing and ask it,
1: what are you trying to teach me? (laughs) <laughs> everyone who's just hearing that was me thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what are you ooh. doing? And you
0: don't have to, you can do it in your own time. Mm. But I have, I have applied that not only to pain, but also to fear. Like if we think of it as, instead of the thing that you want to push away, because it hurts, what if you lean into it and think of it as your friend and as your friend who is really caring for you and perhaps is trying to protect you from something or something else, what wisdom, hence the reason why she calls her book probably the wisdom of no escape, what wisdom might you gain from that? So I just wanted to put that out there because that's what came to me as I was listening to you um, talk about how that word kept coming up for you, but that's not the thing that you wanted to document. Mm
1: -hmm. It's what
0: that pain is teaching you that is calling for you to document it.
1: So everyone, thanks for coming to my therapy session. Uh Uh, you're probably absolutely right. I, I retreat to my four-year-old self who goes into trauma. Listen, just go, I'm not gonna do it. I'm going to right, go- exactly. So, um, I, I get it, I get, get it. it. I'm As like, a, where's my binky? Exactly. I'm, happy, I'm glad there's a resource out there because when I think about no escape, the first thing that comes to mind is these last two years of the pandemic. Like, where can we go? And so that's part of that pain. And for me, I'm an extrovert, right? Like I'm smiling because I'm like, yes, yeah, somebody's face, right? right. And, Talking to somebody, but it has been painful, and so I'm gonna check it out. I'll check it. Yeah,
0: out. yeah, totally. Well, mine were surprising because there were so many things about 2021 that were surprising, delightful, and powerful. Mm. And those words came to me in a way as a great reminder of readiness. So yes, a lot of things were surprising. And those surprises were delightful, but I think I was able to recognize them because I was ready.
1: Mm. Because of your investment into yourself and professional developing yourself.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even on the personal side. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Readiness. Ooh,
1: embracing your readiness.
0: Embracing your readiness, which is not to be confused with thinking that things have to be perfect. Right. Right? Right, right at least that's my interpretation agreed right but it's We're just like ready. are you ready yeah cuz exactly
1: <laughs> is that a word There's a social media tweet right there <laughs> <I> know,
0: right <laughs> and also oh, necessary for the for all of those perfectly quaffed, you know fees right <laughs> oh wow <laughs> oh my god um And maybe we talked about this already, but what did you think of the question, um, greatest accomplishment, and what did you do to achieve it?
1: (laughs) So my greatest accomplishment, I'm going to go back to make sure I'm not lying to myself. My greatest accomplishment that I wrote down, oh no, I I was thinking my biggest lesson. So I I think I maybe didn't get to that one. It didn't document it out yet. I think my greatest accomplishment was um, listening to myself. Mm. Yeah. So I am one of those people who I'm driven, driven by my heart, but I let my head get in the way of a lot of things. Right. So the process of, you know, elevating in my body is like, okay, got to get in my brain and my brain will stop me from doing some things that are part of my natural sort of flow, uh-huh. um, whether that's fair or whatever else, how it shows up. Um, but I have stopped, paused and listened to myself much more. And so that I think is an accomplishment because um, now I'm, I'm more present mm-hmm. to, to who I am, what I need, and where I want to go.
0: Oh, God, I love that. Totally love that.
1: What about your greatest accomplishment? You
0: know, I'm going to still lean into um, being extremely proud of things that unfolded on a business standpoint, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Um, I think I will also lean into, on the personal front, being in a new relationship. And you know, the whole notion of the package showing up and it's very different than what you expected. Yes, I do. (laughs) my accomplishment on that front is not running um, Mm. simply because it didn't match.
1: Ooh, that's a word. Yeah, That is a word because it it comes back to expectations. Yeah. And any real relationship, you you have the promise of, right? In the, Mm -hmm. the initial sort of sweetheart, but the real is where the work is and where the benefit is because there's so much more opportunity when you get to who people actually are as opposed to who they want to show up for you in order for you to be interested yes um and some and, and that is scary i mean yeah. I, thank you for being vulnerable because that is a scary place to be but the more a space of gaining whatever is to be exactly what you're saying you are right now to be like oh you know what i'm gonna stick in with this and figure out what this can be because you're not supposed to stay the same and neither is the other person right i yes. love that congratulations yeah. Yeah. thank yeah.
0: you thank you and it's so funny because i remember when we first met One of the things that I said was how it is so much a mirror. So it has a lot less. I mean, it does have to do with him, but it has less to do with him and more about what that mirror is reflecting back and what that reflection then is saying, okay, girl. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) You (laughs)
0: got to choose.
1: If if you want to understand if you are a, a good communicator, do it with somebody else. And that's yes. it's a joke because you, you're not communicating unless the other person gets it right. Right. Given that, what I do is speak for a living. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I am confronted with that it doesn't always apply when you are in relationship with somebody in the way you think that your skill sets it right. And so I am always checking in, like, did you did you get what I just said? <laughs> Should I say it a different way? Uh, and that's also important, right? To not just think that. You have to modulate your communication for everybody who you're with. Oh my time. God. That is
0: so funny because he will often say, I am not your client. <laughs> yes. Yes. All,
1: <laughs> signs. All signs. I will get like,
0: boom, hmm, I want my <laughs> pinky. how
1: <laughs> of clear, like it works for them. Why doesn't it work for you? It's exactly. You. <laughs> Clearly. It's, you. it's not me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm on right, exactly right. You're on the right track.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too funny. Too funny. Um, but switching it back to the professional piece there, when I think about what did I do to achieve it, I would say that it is my process of tracking. Mm-hmm. Like I track darn near everything mm-hmm. and that process of both tracking and then getting curious about what's happening with the numbers and the trends and what does that portend and what might that mean in terms of next steps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that that's really been beneficial to me.
1: You know, as I think about that in my answer, I didn't answer for myself the, 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 what, what, mm-hmm. and my answer is therapy. And for those of you <laughs> who are listening, key game changer for me professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. Um, is to have a neutral who is there to help me process, um, whatever is so key. And so, uh, if you do not have a therapist, I am here to say, um, if you can, there's a ton of resources. Um, and Jacqueline, I'll give you the the link to the resources that I share. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah, care of ourselves, absolutely cause we gonna have a whole
0: heck of a lot to contend with. We already have a whole heck of a lot to contend with. It's just about to get even more so.
1: (laughs) Deep deep sigh.
0: (laughs) Yes, deep breath for sure. (laughs) Okay, so we're almost out of here. Um, Biggest challenges, who or what helped you through them?
1: Uh, um, so I'm going to do an unsolicited plug because you have helped me with one of my biggest challenges, which is my fear of managing money. Um, mm. And so to take it back from my former question, which was talking about my therapist, she's the one who encouraged me. So even though Jackie and I knew each other, knew of each other, my therapist was like, do you know who this person is? <laughs> can help you. And I was like, "Uh oh, look how the world and the universe is <laughs> cuckoo it's time for you to listen and so um so it was it was that it was utilizing my squad to help me to to get to a better place um when it comes to managing money I was running from it um as opposed to uh addressing it and and maximizing it and so I would thank you for that because that has been a game changer for me on multiple levels
0: oh my god thank you (laughs) <laughs> got, folks, you have no idea that was not planned. So I am very much so feeling a little bit Clempt right now.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! It is true. It is true. So and you'll 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 you hear me talk about. I think that as we as a community, particularly community of color, when we find someone, something who has been able to be transformative, transformational in our lives, we have to talk that talk. Yeah. Because we don't tell other even if they can't access in the same way, um, it is so important for us to share the things that help us to get to a better place because why should we collectively continue to go through trauma or not be successful? We should be able to lift each other up by saying by sharing. And I love yeah. that about you. And I think about us community-wise, we need to do that more. And so um, those of you listening, make sure you tell other people about this podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So for me, I yet can't claim victory over my biggest challenges. (laughs) I'm just going to keep it real. I can't claim victory of having overcome them. That said, um, you know, I always, again, going back to practicing what you preach, right? One of the things that I always encourage clients to do is to break things down and look at you know, what can you do for the next 30 days or the next 60 days or the next 90 days? And so for me, I am embracing experimentation Mm -hmm. even more and figuring out, okay, what does, in terms of tackling whatever the challenge is, what does that look like in terms of addressing it in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and again,
1: practicing. So
0: I can't claim victory just yet.
1: You don't have to claim victory. You have to have addressed what the challenge is. Yes. So, I, so again, this is a key goal setting thing, right? You don't have to. A part of the goal getting is the intention of of the goal itself, and then your all of the processes you put in place to get to it. So even if you don't hit the goal, you have still hit the goal by being more intentional and shifting your processes to get that. So you've already done that. You can claim victory.
0: Yay! Thank <laughs> you. But one of the things I do say is that oftentimes it's so much less about the goal and who you have to become in the process as you're working on that goal. And do you step into that, lean into that,
1: or do you run in the other direction, which, you know. Yep. I can see myself on the rocky stairs. Mm-hmm. You run. I, I, I only run when I'm being chased. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but it is like, you know, like what's that transformation? Every hero movie shows you here I am, this thing happens. And how do I move from this to that? And so, yeah, like everybody's in their own hero journey, whatever. Right. It is for you. Yeah,
0: totally. Totally. So, um, before we wrap up a few of my other favorite areas were the section on forgiveness. And I really enjoyed being, well, <laughs> enjoyed in quotation marks, <laughs> Let's be real, you know, but really I did appreciate the opportunity and the space to think about what am I forgiving myself for mm-hmm. and, or who else do I need to forgive? Like I really, um, I sat in that and I, I took several days to do this. I didn't try to do it in, in one sitting because I really didn't want to give some of the questions, some space to breathe and let the answers kind of come to me. So the forgiveness piece was another favorite the letting go, like, what do I need to let go? That page was also um, a favorite of mine. And as we mentioned, like the reminder to go through your calendar and just look at
1: those best moments
0: was just, it was really powerful.
1: So we have talked mostly about the reflection piece of this. Mm-hmm. When, when I think about the powerfulness of this for me, and it's obviously the reflection, but one of my favorite pieces and I have it tabbed here, I heard in my hand is the magical triplets for the year ahead. Oh and yeah. The so magical threes, right. Yeah, for
0: each yeah, one. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, so basically one of the things is like, so for the year ahead, I, I love these three things about myself. I'm ready to let go of these three things. I want to achieve these three things. And it, and it, it's kind of like we just went back. It was a slow motion movement and looking at the movie of our life in the past year. And this one is like, now we're gonna get the map. We got the GPS and we're gonna go do these things. And it's kind of like the revving the engine of what's gonna be next. And I love that part. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh
0: my God, that is, that's a great reminder. Okay, so I think everyone listening ought to be sufficiently convinced to download and do this even if you've already done. Cause here's the thing folks, I had already done my goal setting, if you will. I had done my annual review and reflection process, but because Paula suggested this, I was like, well, let me give this a try. And I totally loved it. And it has now become another tool in my toolkit. So I'm using it in conjunction with, so I think you should be sufficiently inspired to do this. But for anybody that is not Paula, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I I would say that when you have a roadmap, you get to where you want to go to better than than if you don't. My mother used to say, you can be the wind or you can be the leaf. And I encourage us to use this tool to help us to decide where our wind is going to blow for the year ahead and to look at where we have been with our wind in the year before, um, as opposed to just letting it happen. I mean, it can. But this is just a good way to to be intentional about who you are and where you want to be. And it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much less about the destination and more about the direction, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Paula, thank you so much for spending this time with me to be a part of this series on goals. And as you say, intention setting.
1: It was Um, fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for folks that want to learn more about
1: your work and how they might even work with you, where should they go? They should go to paulaedgar.com, which is my website, my newly relaunched website. And it's gorgeous. and I invite you all to come check it out, join my mailing list, and for those of you like I mentioned, I'll get Jack at the list of the uh, the resources, but there's a resource page, there's the recording for the actual uh, goal setting and you can do goal setting any time of the year. So whenever you're listening to this, it's not too late, right? right. Um, and so, yeah, let's connect. And I also live on LinkedIn. I love social media. So let's be there as well.
0: So we will be sure to include all of the links to all of the good things. And for those that wanna you know, connect with you directly, I hope that they will do that. And I, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Hey, Wasn't that great? Oh, I am so grateful to Paula for joining me. And as you can probably tell, I had a really, really good time being in conversation with her. And in case you'd like to learn more about her robust body of work, please go to www.paulaedgar.com. And Edgar is spelled E-D-G-A-R. Again, www.paulaedgar.com. Also, I truly hope that you will share this episode with others, because here's the deal. Goals, goal setting, and cultivating a goal setting process, none of this is meant to be a solo endeavor. Paula and I would love to not only be your back pocket companions, as you said about achieving your goals, but with your help we can play the same role for others too. So again, please share this widely. And as usual, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. And before I sign off, I just wanna make a quick correction. In the last episode, I referred back to a previous one featuring Charlie Gilkey. However, I pointed you to the wrong episode number. It is not episode 78. It is episode 23. My apologies. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.